Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Diesel Power Products Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything between owning, operating, or building a diesel pickup. We post new episodes every Wednesday. That's a terrible intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Turbos 101, Turbos. diesel power products. Yes, sir. My name is Ben. This is Tyler. I'm trying to get my phone set up here so I can make sure and watch your guys' comments. Yeah. Um, if you guys do have questions, feel free to put them in the comment section. We are watching them as the video goes on, and we will take time to answer them at the end. And if they don't get answered live right here, I go through and respond to all of them with the links as much as possible afterwards. So... Feel free to comment as much as you want. We like hearing it, and it's actually fun to read it. You know, I, I do really enjoy reading them. Yeah. Me too. I like, I like the comments most especially. Yeah, the comments are good. So it's nice to see people in there. Yeah. Uh, some, some regulars that are coming back. Yes. All right. So let's dive right in to what we have going on today. So yes. there is this beautiful thing on your desk, on our, our beautiful distress table. What is it? It's a turbocharger. Turbocharger. All right, altitude compensator. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what they taught me in school. Yeah. Turbos are altitude compensators. So, okay, whatever. That's not, does not sound as cool as just saying turbo. I'd say altitude compensator is kind of cool, but yeah. turbo, turbo has a, a good solid 80s yeah, feel God, to it. Look at the video. The turbo looks huge. Yeah. Wow. Turbo's really not that big. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, turbos, what do they do? What do they do? I would say, in you know, very quick, easy layman's things, compresses air. Spins a shaft. Actually, no, I'm no, going yeah, backwards yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Exhaust comes out this side, or it goes into this side, spins the shaft right here. This compresses air and shoots it into your engine. Boom. That's a very, 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 very dumbed down version <laughs> yes. of what goes on there. And we're going to premise this whole thing with, this is going to be a kind of a basic introduction into turbos. We're not going to get too in-depth. I mean, we could probably talk for three hours on turbos. So on just one We're just going to kind of glaze over some of the, like, the things that you'll see when you're shopping for them online, especially in some of the terms that we use on the website that can get a little confusing. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know what they mean. So um, that's what we're going to do today. So, yeah, basic turbo, exhaust in, spins a wheel, compresses air, puts it back in the engine. 
usually runs through an intercooler to cool it down first. Most so, of the time. Most of the time. Some of the early diesels, like an early first-gen Cummins, non-turboed, early early 7.3 Power Stroke, 94 to 97, non-inter... Non, I, non non I meant to say non-intercooled, sorry. So first-gen Cummins, non-intercooled, 94 to 97 Power Stroke, non-intercooled. So, yep. um, so yeah. That's kind of the, just the basic, absolute gist of what what's going on with this kind of with this thing here. Um, so some of the, like the nomenclature of it on you know because you'll see you know different parts available for sale online. Um, up front here, you got the compressor cover. This is this is the what would be considered like the cold side of the turbo. This is what your air intake. You got air coming in here. It's getting compressed in the in the compressor housing, and it shoots out of the turbo. And there is a compressor housing that is off. Actually, I believe the same. It's, I think it's the same turbo. It's I don't know SXC. If it's, I know it's, it's an SXC for sure. This is for a 63. Yeah. I don't know what size this is. I don't know. I didn't look when I pulled it out of the box. Yeah. I had like five things. It in just my happened hands. to be sitting there, so <laughs> they grabbed it. Yeah, this is the last minute. So, compressor housing, and of course, we've got the compressor wheel. So, um, these are billet wheels. Like, this is from a. Uh, from our good buddies at uh, Diesel Site, mm -hmm. the Wicked Wheel Twos. We got these available for pretty much any stock turbo. You can just take your cast wheel out and put in this nice fancy billet wheel. And there, there are some benefits. I think they're going a little bit billet wheel. I mean, they look way cooler. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if there's any other reason to put stuff on your truck, because it, it looks cool. It looks cool. Yeah, it's science at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so. So yeah, we got your basically. I would say there's three main sections to your turbo. Yes, we know there's more, but I would say yeah. three main sections. You've got your compressor cover, where the compression happens. You've got your center section, which... We'll rotate that around. It's right in the middle there. Center section, in the center. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've got your exhaust side over here, which, you know, it's usually cast iron, wheel, turbine. Turbine housing. There's a lot of names, yeah. of course. Um, but that's basically your three parts to the turbo right there. And then you obviously got your shaft going right through the middle of it. Yeah. Obviously, you can see it spinning right there. Spins this side over here. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, that's your that's your turbo. It's and a really simple piece of you know, piece of equipment. I mean, it, 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 it is a really, beautiful really... power adder. It takes yes. <laughs> it takes exhaust, which is done. The exhaust or the engine is not needed anymore, and it turns into power. Yeah. It's like you know, a lot. It, it's it's just and... <laughs> about as close as you can get to, you know, being more efficient as possible. Yeah. I mean and and just to me, like doing a turbo is my absolute favorite mod. Yeah. Like yeah, tuners are fun. Yeah. You know, pushing pushing your stock components is fun, but once you do a turbo upgrade, there's just something about it. The yeah. noise, the feel, the, just the way it, it can drastically change the way that your truck reacts. Absolutely. Um, I mean, this is this is this is a huge component, and you know, depending on how you size it, uh, you know, they're going to be good at some tasks and, and really crappy on some others. If you depending on what what you go with, so like a, a guy that's drag racing or sled pulling his truck. Is, is not going to buy the same turbo that a guy that's just towing with his truck. Mm -hmm. Now, we're talking, yes, I understand there are classes where guys do like the stock work class and that kind of, again, it's all about sizing, but someone competitive in that is, you know, running a big like S400, S467 or something, he ain't towing with that thing. <laughs> um, kind of just like the basic, basic, as basic as you can get kind of thing to always kind of remember, the bigger the turbo, the slower it's going to respond, mm -hmm. but the more top end you might get at, you know, you, you could get out of it. So and that, of course, there's a ton of variables that come into play. Lots of variables. But again, this is, we're just kind of doing basic introduction stuff. So we will get more in depth in another episode, but yeah, the next thing um, 
that we, uh, well, the first thing that everybody looks at when you're looking at a turbo is what size is it? What, mm -hmm. you know, compressor wheel size. That's what you're going to see. Oh, I got a 62 millimeter. I got a 63 millimeter. I got a 66. And that's typically what anybody said. Like, what kind of turbo you got? I got a 66. Okay. Yeah. Well, and most what? people are talking about <laughs> your compressor wheel right here. Yeah. And they're referring to that measurement. That measurement so, right there. So that is called the inducer. There's inducer and exducer. So the inducer, smallest part of the wheel. Inducer. Exducer. Exducer. The big size of the wheel. So. 99% of the time, everybody's always going to be talking about that. the inducer right here on the front. They're going to say, oh, I got a 62, I got a 66, I got a 75. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty much always referring to that part right there. Now, if you want to start getting techie with stuff, they're going to talk about trim. They're yeah. going to talk about the size of the exducer. The blades. Your, your turbine wheel, how many blades it are. Are they extended blades? Um, you'll notice this one has like long and short blades. The yeah. blades go all the way to the top. I know, uh, or is it a five blade? Yeah. <laughs> there, there, you, things can get out of hand really quick, <laughs> like yes. really quick. So the bait, I mean, and, and that's a, the cool thing with manufacturers when they're selling turbos is they're, they're kind of aimed towards that guy that's like, I, I got a 62 or I need a 62. Okay, mm -hmm. well, they're going to size that accordingly for, okay, a guy buying a 62 millimeter charger is doing, you know, like a 1.0 exhaust housing or, you know, they, they'll already think of those, kind of those aspects for you. So for a guy that just wants to get something, you know, a little bit bigger than stock and nothing, nothing too extreme, you really don't need to go into in, in depth on that when you're purchasing one. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you want to, to, to just learn more about it, that's totally, that's totally cool. Uh, but manufacturers kind of, you know, they already kind of make a pre-made turbo, you know, a, 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 you know, with those sizes, those common sizes, the 61, the 62, 63. It's mm -hmm. funny saying 61 is in the average because that wasn't really one that anybody went with it's like, it's, years ago. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a relatively newer <laughs> New option platform. So, but yeah, that's so uh, inducer um, on the compressor wheel is typically what guys are, are are referencing when they're talking turbo. Another big aspect on, on choosing the proper turbo, and you're going to see this in two different variations. You're going to see either AR ratio, which stands for A area divided by R radius, which is a measurement in the exhaust housing, which we'll get much more in depth in later. Uh, but it's just a common rule of thumb to kind of go off of when you're looking at turbos. The higher that number of AR ratio, the slower it's going to respond. That basically means it's a bigger exhaust housing. It can flow more air. Um, so the bigger that number is, so a 0.80 housing is going to spool faster than a 1.0 housing. And again, that's just basic rule of thumb stuff when you're shopping for turbos. Uh, same so, thing with same like thing. a centimeter yeah. exhaust housing. The smaller the centimeter, the faster it's going to spool. Mm -hmm. But then also the smaller the centimeter, the more you might take off the top end of the turbo. Yeah. Um, so it, it, a lot of these turbos that are already preset for trucks, they're taking that into account. They're, it's, they're usually there's a little bit of adjustability, but for the most part, you're not going to find like like this particular one. I, I want to say this is a 361 or 363. I think it's a 63. 63. Um, I mean, this, this exhaust housing on this side, that'll work for pretty much anybody. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not running giant injectors, which you wouldn't with a 63 anyhow, yeah. it's a pretty fan-favorite, easy-going exhaust housing. We're talking yeah. about like it's a person. Yeah. Because you are. You're pretty <laughs> much a person. You're man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, and again, this is meant to be, we're kind of just tip of the iceberg. We're going to get over a couple different options yeah. or points here with turbos. Now, we're going to start getting into, and we are going to get into turbo myths later on. Don't worry. Yeah. We're there. There's <laughs> We're a lot there. of myths out there. Yeah. Um, so, why are diesel trucks typically? I would say. I would say, for a lack of a better term, they're always turbocharged. There are Maybe. some that aren't. 
Like, again, I know there are some that aren't, but yeah. let's say anything that's worth its weight in gold or salt yeah. or recently that actually does work on the road and still is on the road and are still manufactured, they all have turbos on them. Yep. And, I mean, that's pretty much just because it's kind of like nature of the beast with a diesel engine. A lot yeah. of people, a diesel makes, you know, a decent amount of power down low when it first starts. That's mm -hmm. great. But it needs help up top. Yes. And that's absolutely. where Mr. Turbo comes in. That's where Mr. Turbo comes in and just fills those cylinders because these are higher compression engines. They want a lot of air. It's compression ignition. So there's no spark. It's just packing as much air in as possible, adding the fuel to mix, and bingo, bingo, you got a big old explosion in your, your burning tires. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> so. it just, and it comes on too, man. <laughs> You'll, you'll, I don't think you'll ever hear someone talk about how a turbo hit lights with power and, and see them not get this stupid grin. Like, yeah. you know, when a turbo hits, it's like, it's, yeah. everybody makes that noise and that yeah. sound. And, yeah. That's why, just, that's, why I love, that's why I love doing them. That's yeah. why I love, like, that's like my favorite upgrade. So, <laughs> um, what's next? What do we got next on the um, We're going to jump right into probably the turbo that I would say probably is one of the most common issues. Um, and it's a style of turbo that is on every truck now. Yeah. Um, but one typically has more issues than the other, and that's VGT turbos, or at least something that has a, a variable geometry or turbo that can act like a small turbo down low, mm -hmm. big turbo up top, so it has a little bit more going on in this region. Yeah. Um, so you, you hear a lot of people say, you know, VGT turbos, they do nothing but fail. Yeah. Um, yes and no. Eh, they, There's it, certain it, designs, like for instance, the AT351VE on the 07 and up, Cummins, mm -hmm. like that's a pretty poor design. I mean, they, they just are so common to fail. It is. Yeah. They 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 have. I wish we had them like pulled apart here, um, but it's got a basically a cone in the inside that adjusts the size of that. Basically, adjusting the AR ratio of the turbo mm -hmm. is what it's doing. And they're just so they're they're prone to sticking um, with with soot contamination. Um, even shaft size on those turbos is is pretty small. And I've I've done it blue freaking exhaust wheels right off the back of the turbo and you're dead yep. in the water. Yep. Um, but VGT turbos on all these new trucks is kind of a necessary evil uh, just because it's, it's, we're dealing with emissions filters. Mm -hmm. And when you're dealing with emissions filters, you got to make sure that the truck is burning as clean as possible. And when you're trying to, uh, uh, you're trying to accommodate a, a wide RPM range and a wide fueling range on these newer trucks, you, you can't just put a fixed vein turbo on there and expect it to you know, keep that exhaust, keep that, keep that emissions clean down low. And that's why it's a VGT turbo, because when it is down low, that's how you notice they spool so incredibly fast, is because at low RPM, they're acting like a small turbo. So that, it's spooled up right away. And as soon as RPMs and, and, and everything, RPMs are raising, it's going to slowly become bigger and bigger and bigger. And so you're, you're, you're kind of not plateauing with, with the, the boost on the, the turbo. It's got a very wide operating band that it's, that's, that it's operating with. And so, a VGT turbo is there to basically keep the truck clean so it doesn't plug all those filters so fast. So, yep. And that's why you can't, when you have a truck that's been to Mexico and back, that's why you can't put a, a, a fixed vein turbo on a truck that has, hasn't been to Mexico and back. <laughs> you can, <laughs> that's, yeah. so, hey, I'll be getting that. Yeah. If you're not, put a comment. Uh. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's, that's the deal with VGT turbos. VGT, they're, they're cool. Don't get mm -hmm. us wrong. They are, they are cool. I mean, to have a turbo be big and small at the same time, 
is awesome. It's like it's almost like having compounds but in a single turbo. That's like almost having your cake and eating it too. It is. So <laughs> and the, the other thing with the, like a variable geometry vane turbo, um, I mean like six O's even had it on. So as early as O three, yeah. people were or oh, four Duramax is it like four Duramax? Yeah, four and a half. Even as early as that so. time, there were there were the, those style turbos going on trucks, and that's to me. When they started doing that, it's more so when diesel trucks in popularity really started taking off. It wasn't yeah. just the guys that I need to pull my trailer and buy a diesel truck. It was more like, hey man, I can either go buy a, a new Camaro, I can get a diesel truck. I'm gonna get a diesel truck instead, they're cool. Yeah. And they sat, I, in my opinion, they kind of had to make them, not only for the emissions uh, friendly part of it, but they had to make them easier to drive. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, you, you put someone who doesn't know what they're, you know, doesn't know how a diesel engine works or understands what a turbo is, and you put them in like an 04, 05 Cummins, with a fixed vane turbo, and they expect if they mash it to the floor, the truck's just gonna go like it's yeah. a gas engine. And you know, for the most part, it may do that, but they don't realize maybe you don't mash it to the floor. You lay into it, let the yeah. get on top of the turbo, get things moving. And that's where the VGT kind of really comes into play. Plus, they sound cool. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, as much as I do live a fixed vane turbo, yeah. uh, when a VGT turbo it, like, just starts Open and so, closing, get that, yeah. you start getting that airplane whoosh, <laughs> and then it opens up, and the yeah. truck just sounds even angrier than it was before. <clears throat> they got a cool sound. Yeah. Um, and it really is having your cake and eat, too. Yeah, it really is. So, so I think we're going to move on to some turbo myths. Yeah, you know what I heard? What? I heard bigger is always better. Well, duh, it's America, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, bigger is always better. That's not always the case with turbos because we it, surprisingly we get this we get this all the time where guys are looking for turbos and and just automatically assume i want to go bigger that's going to be better well yes and no <laughs> you can go like a bump over stock like on mm -hmm. a 5.9 cummins our most popular stock replacement turbo is an sxe so this same platform but in an s361 so a, a 61 millimeter compressor wheel which is just a bump over stock i mean i think stock is like 57 ish right around there yeah someone will probably Correct me. Go ahead and comment and correct us. <laughs> correct me. But, uh, um, so, you know, that bigger, yeah, that could be better, mm -hmm. especially if you got a tuner on the truck. But going to like an S467 with like stock a, fuel. A or, or, yeah, and just a tuner, like you're probably not going to like that too much. Yeah. It's going to be, <laughs> so. that's basically a truck that is just there to party. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be really hot. It's going to be really smoky. Yeah. It's going to light at the very tip top of your RPM range. And once it does light, it's going to be wild. It's yeah. going to be a great time. <laughs> but then the truck's going to shift and you got to do yeah. all the way over again. Well, and if that's your jam, then great. But it's, you know, you got to tow with this. Yeah. You're not, it's not going to be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So it always, always, always match your airflow with your fuel. Yes. Don't go too much on the air. It's it's not going to do anything. You're gonna it, it, it's going to make the truck feel like it's falling on its face, like you just lost all your power. So, um, yeah, just just match it properly. And if you're unsure, that's what we're here for. Call yeah. us, and we'll get you sized properly. And we got guys all the time too that are like, well, I plan on doing this, this, and this. Well, it's like, well, you really got to because doing a big turbo on the anticipation of going to big injectors isn't always the right thing either, especially if mm -hmm. you're using your truck in the meantime. So. If you and but the cool thing is with aftermarket turbos, there's usually not a core charge, so it's not like you have to take your old turbo, your stock turbo off. So mm -hmm. by all means, get your turbo you want to get. Just don't put it on until you have the correct fueling for it, because you're you're just not going to be happy with the way it's running. Right. Um, next turbo myth. Yeah. S300s are never as strong as S400s. <laughs> so. <laughs> So this is, uh, Tyler's been in the diesel game a lot longer than I have. Um, 
And actually, no, we didn't even talk about as far as numbers on a turbo. Yeah. So we're gonna let's let's touch on that real quick. So you've got your usually when you hear two people talk about turbos, I got a sixty-six mil or something like that, or you might hear I have a three sixty-six or an S four sixty-seven or an S three sixty-six. It's basically that that first number in there that's referring to the chassis size of the turbo. So you could have someone that say has like a four sixty-six and a three sixty-six. Essentially. Kind of like the, as far as air, moving the same air, yeah. just one is actually going to be a larger chassis than the other. Yeah. Bigger center section, bigger shaft. Usually T4 exhaust housing, but mm-hmm. that's why we have these little guys. And, so, and usually, <laughs> a, 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 you know, something with a T4 housing or with the, uh, the S400s, they're not usually always a drop in turbo. It's because oh, there are. Do you what, know what we forgot? What? It's just explaining T3 and T4. That's like huge. See? <laughs> There's so much things. So Why didn't anybody comment that? <laughs> Just real quick. T3, T4 has to do with the flange. That, that's it. So most, most trucks are using T3. Um, use, I mean, a lot of performance turbos, like SXEs, are moving to a T4. Like this one is a T4. So this is an S300 chassis with a T4, T4 uh, flange there, which mm-hmm. we'll talk more about that in a second. I just wanted to touch on that because we missed it. And that's kind of important. <laughs> yeah. So, and I would say, you know, someone says, well, I want to get an S400, you know, turbo because it's stronger than an S300. Mm, debatable. I mean, Debatable. Yes. If, if you're planning, and this is going to be like a Dino Queen, or this is like, you plan, like, this turbo needs to make 750, and its limit is 750, and you want to yeah. live on that limit, yeah. get an S400 chassis turbo. Yeah. For everybody else that, you know, anywhere below there, you know, an S300 is a great option. They yeah. drop in exactly where, you know, the stock one was most of the time. Yeah. And they're way lower in cost. Yeah, way lower in cost. And they, I, I, I like them. They, yeah. and, they, and they light up I, faster. They, got, they have less parts to move internally, so they light up, typically light up faster. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that brings into, I, I say, well, let's just, we'll just dive into what makes an SXE. So this is, a, a new, this is kind of like the new turbo that everybody's kind of selling now. Mm-hmm. As you can see, this one's from BD Diesel because we've got the, their, their uh, compressor cover here. Um, SXE turbos, everybody's talking about them, everybody's using them, what's, you know, what's so cool about them? Well, first thing is they're using like FMW wheels that you can see here, which is essentially a billet wheel, a forged mill wheel, forged, forged mill, uh, forged mill wheel, yeah. forged mill wheel. Forged, been a week. Say that five, five yeah. times fast. <laughs> so, um, so they all come with billet compressor wheels. Uh, they're all gonna come with a you can either get a straight housing or a 90 degree housing, and that's referring to the outlet on it. Um, so like the, the straight housings are kind of cool too because they'll be both either a V-band flange or a hose flange. So if you have a straight housing and you wanna use a V-band clamp to connect it to your, uh, to your piping, you just lop off the, uh, the hose connection, then you got yourself your V-band flange. Mm-hmm. Or if you just wanna use a hose, you just throw a hose and a clamp on there and you're good. Um, all of them come with, where is it here? Oh, right here. Right there, if you look at that, a little hole right there, you can see it really good on that housing. Uh, it's a, a, a port for a speed sensor. And no, the hole does not go all the way through. Nope. If you want to add a speed sensor, you do have to drill that out yourself. Or we would probably recommend taking it to a machine shop and making sure that they're drilling it properly for you so you don't have any, any burrs or anything anywhere that shouldn't be. Uh, but you do have to drill that out. You can put a speed sensor in there. BD makes a kit to adapt the uh, Borg Warner speed sensor to work on an edge insight, which is super awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, so you can monitor your turbo shaft speed. That's more for the techie guy, the more for the guy that's getting more involved. Mm-hmm. Your average Joe is gonna look at that and go, what, 
What? Huh? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. So for the other ninety-nine percent of us, just watch your EGTs. Yeah. Um, I'll let you do the other cool factor of it. I feel like I'm t I feel like I'm talking too much. No. <laughs> Honestly, so, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, I like okay. what you're saying. Okay. So the next cool thing with SXEs that are that are kind of cool is they they are using a T4. Most of them are using pretty much all of them mm -hmm. are using a T4 um, exhaust housing. So right here is a T4. So it's an S300 chassis with a T4 flange, which is cool because that T4 is, is bigger than a T3. So for guys that want to move some air, that is your jam. Um, that, oh, Interchangeable. Yes, I was they, just going to They're, 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 they're <laughs> probably the most modular turbo out there. Where So let's say you want to, you're a 361 right now and you plan on doing 100 horse injectors later on and maybe want to go to like a 66. Yeah. You can get a new compressor housing and a new wheel. Bloop, Swap it on and you're done. Yeah, you they're using a turbo. They're using the same on their basic platform. So I think I don't think uh, 61 have the same. I have to check out the 61. I know for sure 63, 64 and a half, 66 and 69 all use. I think you're right there. I take back what I said about 61. Yeah. Let's say you just have a 63 and you might be doing something bigger later yeah. on. You can do that. So, uh, but all of them have the same size exhaust wheel. And I believe the housing, there is two housing mm -hmm. options. You can either go one point, I should have had this wrote down. Yeah, we, it's a one point, <laughs> it's either a 1.0 or 1.15, and then you can go to a 0.80. Or, or 0.91. Or 0.9. There's two options <laughs> for these. For, turbo, so, tur for turbos 201, we're going to have more specs for you. We'll dive yeah. into that. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of why these are, are kind of cool. They're, they're, they're just a... Uh, that are not too expensive as of a platform to get into a really cool turbo. Um, and they just work really well. So we've had great luck with these SXEs. We'll push them. Um, yeah, we've got them on, what, how many trucks here? I know Ash has got one. Sands has got one. Cooper. Cooper's got one. The jo no, Josh is still running the 400 chassis. He's running the S467 still in his. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. we've got a lot of guys here running them, and, and they're fantastic. So we highly recommend them. I know Marcus has one. Yeah. You've heard us talking about him before. He's got one. Yeah. All right, more myths. Silencer rings kill power. <laughs> oh, good God. I want to hear your answer, so, Captain Cummins. No, no. So, my God. Oh, my Jesus. They don't kill power. And for two, guys, stop taking them off of your 6.7 Cummins. It's part of the compressor housing. My God, stop it. <laughs> like, just stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, back in the day, everybody took their silencer ring off, make the turbo louder. Yeah. Here's the thing that I never got with it, though. <laughs> Let's just imagine this had a removable silencer ring. You see how this is nice and nice and smooth, mm -hmm. flowing in, it's nice and directs it right in, right? Well, take that off. You and what do you have? Just like jagged edges of this inlet. So I, I, I never really, yeah. I mean, yeah, for making it, making it noisier, Sweet. I love inefficiency. I like making making stuff inefficient. Inefficient, but Inef noisier. <laughs> Sounds I, like, I feel like a <laughs> Honda Civic with a fat can exhaust. Or like a, a front-wheel drive Honda Civic with a giant wing on the back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, <I> mean, <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, guys. Yeah. We all have that friend. Just so... Yeah, just stop taking them off. Yeah, spend your time doing way. something else. They built it that way because that was the most efficient way you got air into the turbo. So, yeah, let's we'll screw that up by, yeah. Uh, <laughs> next one. Twins are the same thing as compounds. No. No. Technically, no. No. And that's one of those things where you will even see manufacturers call compound kits twin kits. Yeah, twin turbo. Um, 
but when you start getting techie with people, they will call them compounds, and it's it's one of those things where it's like calling calling wheels rims. Yeah. Um, it, it just the nomenclature. We're calling uh, an engine a motor, like. Yeah, we all call them motors. I do yeah. them on a daily basis, yeah. and in the back of the head, you know, it's not a motor; it's yeah. an engine. <laughs> um, but the twins are not the same as compounds. Twins would mean you would have, let's say, on a Cummins, three cylinders powering one turbo and three cylinders powering another equal size turbo. Yeah. I mean, unless you did them awkward different sizes, which that would be terrible. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, I don't have any um, yeah, But whereas a compound is one's feeding the other. Yeah. Yeah. One's compounding, one's, one's twins. It's. <laughs> yeah. Science. Science. I want to see if there's any turbo myths on here. Let's see. We've got some questions. I do see your questions, guys. We are going to answer these questions in a little bit. Um, Austin wanted to know what AR ratios mean. Area divided by radius is essentially a measurement of your exhaust housing. And again, just a quick rule of thumb, the bigger the AR, the slower it's going to spool. The more top end it, it could have, depending on your feeling, the smaller the AR, AR the quicker it's going to spool. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right, um, let's see, we talked about SXEs. Uh, oh, turbo myth. Yeah. Compounds are louder. Mm -hmm. That can almost be a yes and a no. Yes and a no. So I was, the, the and actually Ramsey, I don't think he's watching right now, but uh, Ramsey has our, our, he bought our Warthog, the, mm -hmm. uh, the LML that we built with compounds on it, and it had a five inch exhaust, and he is running it straight piped, and I think it's cut almost all the way to the downpipe now. Is it really? Yeah, because he's like, I'm trying to make this thing louder, and I've told him from day one, like, man, if you never had a compounded truck, the best muffler for a diesel it's truck turbos. ever is an extra turbo. <laughs> yeah, it really and is. And this thing, and it's true, like, like I, I, yes, once you start lighting these turbos up, leaving a sled pull, yeah. like, when they start moving air, it's not that the engine's loud, it's like, there's a lot of air yeah, moving, moving right now. It's yeah. like a freaking jet. Yeah. But as far as like cutting down an engine noise, you want the best muffler out there, extra turbo. Yeah, that turbo. And you get more power. Be the most expensive muffler you put on, but hey. Yeah, and <laughs> just like we were talking it. about in our towing episode, compounds are magical. Yes, magical. Yes. Uh, let's see. I don't have any other turbo mist. Can you think of any? Off the top of my head. No, off the top of my head. Those All right. Kind of the big ones. Okay, we're going to move on to the frequently asked questions we get about turbos. Yeah. And this is going to, I'm actually going to throw one in here about uh, kind of like with last week we were talking about frequently asked questions. Um, someone calls in looking for a turbo and you know first question is do you want a stock replacement, maybe a drop-in upgraded option, or just something new altogether? Yeah. And that is going to come in with a very, that's, I'd say it's a frequently asked question for sure. Yeah. Okay. Because and we have all three of those options. You want to go yeah. something where you have to do a different intake, a different downpipe, a different manifold, and everything else that goes along with it? Yes. Do we have one that drops in exactly where the stock one was? You have to change anything around it, but it's upgraded. Yes. Yes. Do we have the exact same one that came from the factory? Yes. Yeah. And all those are options. You just gotta let us know what you want. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Why are some turbos louder than the other? Well. I'm already it, thinking of one specifically. Well, it does depend on the design. So like a VGT versus a, a non-VGT. Um, what are you thinking of? I want to know what you're thinking of. The 6.0. Oh, oh yeah! Oh my gosh! I didn't even think six O's are the most so, yeah. the most obnoxious <laughs> engines. Six, they truly are, aren't they? Yeah. Well, Man, you, they, yeah, they're just. It's, it's a recipe for because you've got the you've got eight cylinders. Granted, it's a six liter, so only you know one tenth bigger than a five nine. But you've only got you've got eight cylinders now, so you've got smaller cylinders. It just it, it I don't know small displacement, more cylinders. 
you start getting some that revs higher. Yeah. And you got the variable geometry vane turbo on there. And I honestly, I, <laughs> I think six O's are pissed off that they're six O's to begin with. It's like yeah. they're, just in, they're, they're, <laughs> they're inherently angry at themselves. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and everybody tries to get their turbo to sound like one out of six O, like on a six O. Like yeah, that's I've like had, the standard of like I want that turbo noise. I've had guys with, with Cummins trucks. They're just like, man, there's a six O in my neighborhood and it's loud as hell. I gotta have that sound. I'm like, cool, go get a six O. <laughs> like yeah. that's all you're gonna get, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but trust me, the reason it's loud is because it's running. It's a victory. Every yeah, day the 6 starts is a like, victory. Woo! We made yeah. it! We made it another <laughs> we're, day! We're winning, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, frequently asked question here. That's a good one, too. I've, I've had this one once, but it was, why do gas engines seem to always have larger turbos than diesel trucks? Well... You know that I, that's because you always you, see like you you, you, you yeah you you, you watch on Discovery Channel you see these like you know a you know a big block Chevy with this turbo it's like that big on yeah. it. and it, it comes down to it's actually pretty basic I mean how many RPMs does your diesel redline have oh, yeah about 45 45 yeah, maybe 55 max. maybe and you get a big block V8 driven yeah. that driven that bitch out like 10 grand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're, 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 you've got and a wider then, range that you're offering. So you've got more time to build boost. With this, this needs to build boost at 1200 RPM. This yeah. needs to build boost almost immediately, whereas you start getting other cars that, you know, maybe you live higher in their RPM range more, they have more time to build boost and then yeah. kind of keep it up there. So, so you're talking more like, 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 Race car stuff. Yeah, like, I'm trying to race okay. car. That's where you kind of caught me for a loop because I'm like, wait a second here. There's pretty small turbos on an yeah. Eco Boost. <laughs> That's true. So, That's actually very true. Yeah, but it's are, a small engine. Yeah, it is. A small and it revs higher. Yes, yes. But I, yeah, I totally agree with you that I wasn't even thinking of like drag cars because that is yeah totally fact, absolutely. <laughs> and, and obviously, there's exceptions to every rule. There are yeah. drag trucks out there that have insanely large turbos on there. But again, yeah. where are they living? Top of the RPM band yes, all the time. Exactly. Let's see. Uh, I, I'd say another maybe a. Uh, Turbo myth or frequently asked question. I want more boost. More boost is more better. Always. More, more boost is better. Yeah. Well, not always. Remember, guys, boost is a measurement of restriction. Okay? You're trying to eliminate restriction. <laughs> We're trying to free up airflow. So if you could get a turbo that, and, 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 and well, if you can get it, well, for one, if you can free up restriction on your engine, mm -hmm. whether it be intercooler, piping, um, intake manifold, all of those things, and if you kept your stock turbo, you might actually notice boost going down mm -hmm. because but, you've eliminated restriction. But? But you're making more power. Yeah. Because volume. Volume, 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 volume. The whole name of the game is to increase volume and keep boost. I mean, boost is going to obviously increase with volume. But when you're like a stock turbo at 40 pounds of boost isn't doing anything for you, isn't doing any more than it was doing at 30 pounds of boost. I mean, it's... It's just, it's, it's out of its efficiency, mm -hmm. it's, its efficiency range. So boost doesn't, a high boost number doesn't always, doesn't always mean that you're making power. Um, it, it's all about volume. That's what, that's what we try to tell guys, it's all about volume. Who cares if, it, if it's boost? It's, it, 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 volume is what you're looking at. I remember the, the call you got back about, uh, was it intake manifold? On my 5.9 that uh, actually saw less boost. Yeah. His boost number went down. Yeah. And he called back upset. Yeah, <laughs> like, I put this intake manifold on my truck, and you know I was yeah. making—I don't remember the number of it—but I was making 32 pounds of boost, and now I'm making 29. Yeah, this is crap. I'm like, well, does the truck feel faster? Oh yeah. Like, yeah, 
The analogy you that did I it. use, yeah, <laughs> you did, you win, you got it. The analogy that I use a lot is you got a you got a five pound yeah, or five pound. You got a five gallon bucket or a fifty five gallon drum. Mm -hmm. Both has ten psi in it. Which one has more? Obviously, the bigger bigger area. Mm -hmm. So that bigger turbo at that same psi of the smaller turbo is making way more power because of its volume of air that it's producing, and that's that's the whole name of the game. Yeah. Um, we can touch on real quick. Uh, obviously, we got bearings. Yeah. Um, that's in the center section right in here because obviously there's got a shaft in there that's got to spin on something. You got journal bearings, you got ball bearings. Mm -hmm. Journal bearings, basically, what's considered, I would say, a static bearing. Yeah. Because um, it basically, there's no real moving parts. You have a, essentially a sheet of brass, mm -hmm. and a little, little brass guy in there that's gliding on a sheet of oil. So yeah. there's actually no real moving parts, it's just the oil. Yeah, using and a lubricant in there. We'll actually get guys that'll buy journal bearing turbos and they'll get it. And the first thing they do is we'll play with the shaft and go, this thing's already <laughs> this is. <laughs> yeah, I know he's seen it again. Yeah, yeah, they'll play, yeah everybody's, yeah, play with your shaft. Yeah. Um, but they'll, they'll you know, move it and go, God, that, it's already got play. Yeah. I can't use this. This thing's already junk. It's like, well, hold on. If there's oil in there, if there's oil in the charger, that gap that you're feeling is going to be taken up by the oil. And mm. that's what everything's riding on. Uh, versus a ball bearing where, imagine like, I always go back to skateboard Skateboard bearings, wheels, yeah. Skateboard wheels. And they almost kind of look somewhat similar to mm -hmm. a, the same kind of bearing that a skateboard wheel uses. Uh, but that's, that, that's, you know, you've got a bearing where it's a sleeve with a bunch of little balls around it and another sleeve that that's spinning inside mm -hmm. with obviously still oil that is being um, introduced to it. But it's, it's not relying on a gap of uh, a, a gap that's pre-built into the turbo for oil to, to seat in. It's just basically oil is getting shoved into the bearing itself and it's just spinning on the bearing. So mm -hmm. um, ball bearing turbos tend to be a little quicker, yes. um, a little less resistance, um, but they're, they're not really rebuildable. Yeah, it's the only downfall. You can't really rebuild a ball bearing section. And usually if you end up blowing a ball bearing section, you got to buy a new center section. Yeah. And speaking from like a GTP38R background on my 7.3, the ball bearing section is like $600. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... You're, yeah. you're almost at a new turbo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And most, most everybody's running a journal bearing turbo. Mm -hmm. They're... 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 They're really kind of... I don't know. For, would, would you say forgiving? I don't know if I would say forgiving. I'd say forgiving. I mean, there's... In the... In... I've had discussions like this too, where we start splitting hairs. Yeah. Uh, you know, which one will last longer? Like, okay, if you were to take these trucks and run them for hundreds of thousands of miles, which a lot of people do, the journal bearing is going to outlast the ball bearing. Mm -hmm. Are we talking like the ball bearing one lasts 10,000 miles and the journal bearing one lasts 200,000? No. no. Yeah. We're talking like one may last you 200,000 miles and the other one may last you 160. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's, we're not talking like, and, and when I mean that mileage, it's like you're, it's like the difference between, you know, putting a tuner on your truck and not. Like, yeah. is it going to decrease the life of the engine? Well, you're making it work harder. Yeah. So I guess technically if you want it, I know, I know, hold on. <laughs> I know what we're going to do now. This is going to bleed right into okay. rant section. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so my, my rant for the day is, uh, talking about air restriction on trucks, spe yeah. specifically, obviously, turbos and whatnot. Uh, but people talking about, we get calls in, we start getting real heavy into the tech stuff. And you can always tell when this is happening, I know with me at least, yeah. where I'm, I shut everybody else out. I'm in the corner <laughs> yes. on my desk, and I'm like, don't talk to me. Like, I am fully immersed in this conversation. 
and we start going back and forth. But was this restriction here, this restriction there? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, we're on the same oh. page a little bit. We're going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. And finally, it gets to a point where we've talked about all the restrictions on the truck. Like, well, I mean, I guess at this point, the most most efficient thing to do is just don't drive it. Yeah, just walk. You're, you're better off. I mean, if we're going to talk about how, how crappy this restriction <laughs> is on the truck, you should probably just not drive it. <laughs> yeah. And then the, and that usually brings it back to Reality Ranch. Yeah. like, the hell did you say to me? <laughs> <laughs> tell me not to drive my truck. I'm like, well, I mean, we started splitting hairs in <laughs> yeah. there. And, and, it goes back to the, the seven three heads guy I talked to, where I I, I think I, I I literally said on the phone, "Hey man, if you want to talk about airflow on a seven three, I will get a cup of coffee. We can sit down and talk yeah. right now." But if we if you're worried about charge piping and having done your heads yet, I mean, yeah, you're right. The heads are the restriction. Yeah. So, what else do you want to talk about? Like, <laughs> yeah. is it still worth doing a turbo? Yeah, you yeah. still do a turbo on the truck. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh man, Th that's uh, that was that's my. It gets me fired up. It grinds my gears. Yeah, just gets you going. I'll tell you something that gets me going. Yeah. Seeing all these people watching this podcast, not subscribing to our podcast. I'm talking about you. I'm even, I don't know, yell out your window. I'm talking to people that aren't watching. Go knock on your neighbor's door. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? You know, guys are probably driving your truck home from work, probably listening to some, you know, some country, country music. It's not even like real country music. You know, anything new, like past, like, I would say probably what, 20, 2006. I don't know, maybe newer, I don't know, but anything I'm, new on the radio now, I would not like consider the, country music. Anyways. <laughs> the late 2000s, late Jason 2000s. Aldean, Luke yeah. Bryan fiasco. Uh, the golden so, so, so that's what you guys are <laughs> listening to. You guys feeding your brain. It's like eating a box of Twinkies. Might seem good in the beginning, but five minutes after, now you've, you're, you know, you're depressed. You know, you're, you're, you're not feeling good. When you could be listening to us. Mm -hmm. it's, like eating, it's like eating kale or like a good salad. You know, you're getting smarter. A good glass of, one single good glass one of wine. Single, yeah, like an apple you yeah. know, or whatever. So get out there, subscribe to our podcast, check us out. We've got hats, shirts, parts, everything you need. Come on, guys. Let's get it going. All Ask right. Some questions. We are going to bounce through <laughs> these questions real quick here. And I will uh, elaborate in the comment section here. All right. Austin, we got your question. Uh, Willie, nice looking turbo will look better on my truck, though. It's for sale. Call me. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Cody Pulliam is watching. Um, I don't know if he is still watching, but that's your uh, Diesel Power Challenge winner. I saw it. Uh, Michael Guthrie, about time you make a porn episode. <laughs> yeah. Marcus Cannon, I pet my snail too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Levi Miller, if I wanted to do compounds in 06 Cummins and I already have a Borg Warner SXE uh, 366, what should I pair it with? Just depends on injectors, but I assume we're probably going either stock or less than 90s if you have a 66. Um, that's kind of a big charger to pair in a compound. I mean, yeah. with a 66, I mean, you're, you're pairing like a, with like an 80. I mean, that's a big set of twins. Mm -hmm. Twins, I said twins. It's a See? big set of compounds. Yeah. Everybody says it. Um, so, yeah, I'd say you're a little large. I'd probably rather pair you with, you know, your smaller charger with like maybe even like a 61 or a 63. So you can get that down low real nice because or else you're going to have this, once you get on that shelf of the turbo, you're basically just going to hit that shelf and then just go up a little bit. Whereas we'd rather have you pair up so it's a nice magic. Let's see, Chance Duncan, opinions on Crazy Carl's kits. So I, I, I don't have a lot of info on those kits, but I have seen them. He does like, he does like the, I think there's like a triple turbo kit he does. Yeah. He does a, a, a compound and he also does, is, he, is that the same guy doing the superchargers? The super, and, and didn't he also do the, uh, the, the four pressure leaf valves or whatever? No, uh, that, that was, uh, uh, I can't think like TC diesel or something yeah. like that. But yeah, uh, I, I honestly I haven't really looked too far into them. Um, 
they are fairly competitively priced, so I don't know like what kind of parts he's using. I'd be looking at everything surrounding the turbos and also the frame of turbo that he that he is using. So, all right, uh, Willie says you guys have way too much fun with your job. I'm jealous. This is the best part of our job right yeah, here. Yeah, this is our favorite part. <clears throat> I love helping people, but this this makes my week. Uh, your lady says yeah. hi. <laughs> if my my wife watched this, she probably wouldn't say anything. Love you. Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> Let's see. Mark says, "What turbo would you recommend for my '97 73 the hundred horsepower injectors and TS6 chip?" Um, before you start looking at a turbo, it's time to intercool that truck. Yeah. Um, if you don't, and if you don't have an intercooler on there already, I would absolutely look at doing an irate diesel T4 intercooler turbo kit on that truck. Boom. It's a high, actually, once you start pricing it down, it's not high, but it's a hard pill to swallow for most people because it's gonna run you about $2,700. Yeah. But it's gonna include your up pipes, your turbo mount, uh, I'm sorry, your turbo pedestal, the turbo itself, your charge piping, the intercooler, a new intake. It covers everything you need for the for that truck. Uh, as far as sizing on that go with 100 horse injectors, 364 and a half SXE. Never have to worry about EGTs mm -hmm. again. That truck will Boom. light and run perfectly. Um, you are probably going to want transmission, though. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Willie says, do compound twins. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. Like to see that set up. Yeah. Andrew says, uh, what turbo do you recommend on a 2007 through the set of uh, 180-30 injectors? GTP-38R drops right in. Probably your best bang for your buck as far as installation. Um, Willie says, talk about catch cans needed or waste of money. I guess we're talking about oil catch cans. Yeah. Um, I mean, you should Depending on the vehicle, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, and depending on what you're doing, I mean, most guys that are doing like the racing thing or, um, you know, or don't have like, on, the, on like the Cummins, they already got a, a crankcase filter um, already in the valve cover and you can just uh, basically, well, the main thing is to get rid of that tube that goes from the valve cover to the inlet of the turbo so you're not putting that oil back into there. You can run a catch can, that's totally fine. Nothing bad about it. I wouldn't say anything, you know, negative. Uh, Ian wants to know, and again, I can't see the rest of your comment here, but it says, are compounds harder on the bottom end? That's what I've heard about them on a 6.7 Cummins. Depends on what year it is. Yeah. We have found on, on most of the 13s, but anything after that, that I, I believe they changed manufacturers of connecting rods. Yeah. Ask us how we know. Um, <laughs> so far, we have right? two trucks that have bent rods yeah. <laughs> just by doing compounds on them. Yeah. So that being said, depends on what year. Be very careful. Um, We've pretty much found pretty much anything over like that 5, 550 mark to the wheels on these trucks, you start getting into bent rod territory. Um, 550, I'd say, yeah. right in there. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking like we, we put compounds, injectors, and everything on our own, on the yeah. owner's truck. On the anticipation that everything was the same as the previous model years. Yeah, <laughs> took it out for <laughs> one, one hit, blew a hose off, okay, brought it back, put the hose back on, took it out for another hit, went to start the next day. And this is after, obviously, we found out what was going on. Every single cylinder was down like 60% compression, I believe is what it was. I don't remember the number. Cooper probably has it. Yeah. But it was, yeah, we supremely just, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a hard pill to swallow on yeah. a brand new truck with like 10,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Animal says, hi, hi, I'm here. Andrew says, thanks for the info. Bruce says, Zember, Zember. Anyhow, if you made it this far in the podcast, um, like us, put a review on iTunes. If you screenshot that and email it to me, I'm going to send you a shirt. Woo! Yeah. So you're going to want to screenshot that review with the five stars, send it to ben at dieselpowerproducts.com, and you're going to get a shirt coming your way. Obviously, I mean, maybe send me your shirt size, or else I'm going to send you a youth large. <laughs> <laughs> be nice and form-fitting. Yeah. Anyhow, thanks for watching. Yeah. 
next week, 3.15 p.m. Thursday, See same time. Ben Tyler, bye. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. For all of your diesel performance needs, be sure to visit us at dieselpowerproducts.com. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.